Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, happy Wednesday. Uh, Yeah, this is a a good day to do this. Like, uh, for the past few months, we've had baseball games, we've had basketball games we've had playoff games for both of those particular sports we've had i mean we've had a couple grand slam tennis tournaments where there's been matches all day long and here we are in we're back it's june again (laughs) (laughs) there's there's only one thing happening uh, it's on the weekend yeah if you want to keep yeah if you want to talk a little ukrainian ping pong to start out like we well that's that's kind of what we experienced back then Although this is obviously a much shorter break, it is it is just weird, like having nothing now. All of a sudden, that's, and we will get back to some college football before the weekend hits, and obviously a big weekend of NFL. Even even the golf tournament sucks ass this week. It's 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 a bad. It's not a bad field, but it's a lesser field down in Bermuda. So, yeah. kind of a lax week and not a bad time for it as we're kind of hit the stride of the season here. Time rematches. Yeah. You're getting rematches. You're getting yeah. second time throughs on some of these teams. You're getting more and more every week. Now we have teams off by. We, we knock on wood, don't have like a cancellation threat even yet this week. Not really. Uh, the Vikes put somebody on. Uh, Cameron Dantzler got put on the COVID list for uh, Minnesota. But other than that, we don't even have like a nasty scare this week yet. Hmm. So no, still time. Um, yeah, still time. Thanks. For that. <laughs> no, time has been all all screwed up so far in 2020. This is weird. It's weird. Uh, we would normally be having NBA kicking up about now. Um, we would normally, you know, yeah. The that World Series ended in normal time. Congratulations to the Doyers, uh, snapping a 32 year streak of not quite having it. Uh, they got over the hump in a pretty exciting fashion. That was a good World Series. What do you give it? Uh, four out of five? Yeah, we've been spoiled with uh, some good end of series, uh, you know, heroics over the past few years here. And, I mean, this one had a pretty fun game with the the weird walk-off, stumbled, stumbling, bumbling, rumbling, getting back up and scoring the game-winning run game. So it's, it was not uh, devoid of excitement, but... Last night and last night was not devoid of excitement yet. I guess either with the decisions yeah. to you know move move certain pitchers around during the game. Yeah. So that was it was exciting on Twitter at least, but in the in the end, just Tampa Bay didn't hit the ball, and that was a big difference. And yeah, good for good for the Dodgers. Somebody talked me into taking a really small position on some Seager to win the MVP. Yeah, like literally yesterday. Wow. That it like. Thirty minutes before the game started, it was like really? two to one. Yeah, it was like two to one. He was second Dude, favorite. Nice. Well, he just we he made a good case that uh, Kershaw shouldn't be favored because he probably like the the odds of him pitching in this game are so unlikely. And it's, you know, it's it's Mookie or Seager, or if the Braves win two, it's uh, Rosarena. Which yeah. God, that guy hit another one. Yeah, I he was, was good. I was kind of rooting <laughs> for that just because they didn't have any the other Braves offense win. really though. Um, all right, well. Uh, I thought it was a good World Series overall. I'm just happy. I'm happy for the Dodgers, man. I, you know, people. I got a lot of friends in LA who love the Dodgers, and uh, it was good to see them finally punch one, um, even if it was a weird season. 
Uh, and yeah, you know, we'll start probably start getting college basketball soon. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of. I'm starting some of my groundwork on that, which means finding the spreadsheet I used last year. Yeah. Okay. Do some updating. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's ha- it's Halloween. Getting... Halloween is on the nigh, which means we're ra- we are getting close to mid season in Halloween's the NFL. Uh, All Hallows Eve is on the nigh. I love Halloween. One of my favorite holidays. So many it's good memories from being a younger man. My oh my god. Oh my god. It was such so much fun. I feel I feel bad for the young people who won't get to experience it the way we used to because obviously it's a weird year, but. Um, uh, it's the middle of the season of the NFL, which means we know a lot about these teams. There is not a lot of uncertainty. There's not a lot of unanswered questions. We've gotten a decent enough sample of data that uh, we're starting to get pretty stable statistical profiles of all of these teams, which would you would think that would mean that you you know maybe there would be you know fewer actionable angles, fewer you know less market in activity potentially, but um, but no. There's yeah, been some the wild, so <laughs> wild swings so far this week. It has been a volatile market, even even today. Still, I mean, f- first of all, uh, the uh, the numbers were just getting smashed on Monday morning. Um, you know, we talked to, we talked about the openers on Sunday. We picked through a couple we thought were fair, uh, and uh, and then just Monday morning, the, somebody just came at him with a hammer. Things were getting smashed. Um, and still, still some of these are getting bet. I can't believe I'm staring at a two and a half in Seattle. Uh, I can't believe I'm looking at a 51 in, we in take, Green Bay we take total. Like a three and a half there. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, if, if yeah. Adam, I, I think if Adams practices tomorrow and there's still a juicy, like I'd sell the three, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. Give me three plus one or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. But if that's something, and we'll, let, let's wait till we get to that game. We'll get into all the games. Obviously, this is our Wednesday long form pod. You know, look for the timestamps in the description if you're looking for a specific game. We are going to go in rotation number, as always, starting with the Thursday game. So we will get to Seattle. But to your point, yeah, there's been a few. We hit Tennessee early. That's jumped a couple points. There's been some totals that have been all over the place. This is a, boy, there's a, it's a week where we had a, how many totals opened over 50? I think I, I saw. I think I saw seven, and uh, the average total uh, has been bet down to forty-eight. The average total in the NFL for the last three, four weeks was fifty-one. It is now forty-eight, and that is largely weather influence. But let's start. Let's start there. Thursday night football, big weather fuckery on this total. It went down to forty-nine, and now is back up to fifty-two at Bookmaker. Um, so that's pretty high, you know, that's a pretty significant fluctuation in just a short amount of time. As I look at these two teams, does the buyback on the over make sense? Yes, absolutely. Atlanta has a very, very poor pass defense, bottom five in the league. Carolina's is not that much better. Um, you know, both teams can do a decent job of stopping the run at full strength. And, uh, both teams have a very viable set of weapons in the passing game. So this does set up to be a shootout. Why was the... The total bet down in the first place. Well, this closed 53, not three weeks ago. Week five, we saw round one of these two teams in a dome in Atlanta. And that total, which closed 53, uh, didn't come close. There were 39 points scored in that game. It was a 23-16 victory for Carolina, who won outright as underdogs in that spot. Um, I did not bet that game. I had no interest in that game. I had no angle. I was... 
I guess unsurprised to see that open three and a half for Atlanta and get bet down to two and a half. So basically that there was some read that Carolina was better than people realized at the time or that Atlanta, you know, was about to fire their coach. Carolina wins, Atlanta fires their coach. Uh, that was the catalyst event that's that kind of swung their season. Um, you know, just in terms of the fabric of their season, uh, it's over now, uh, obviously. Um, but there's appetite in the market for Atlanta again this week. We looked at two and a half on Sunday. We said that probably closes three once the news trickles into the market that Christian McCaffrey will be back. We still are waiting for that news. Matt Rule is playing a little bit of, I'm going to wait as long as I possibly have to to give you information because Christian McCaffrey practiced on on uh, he practiced on Tuesday. Yes, he was there. He practiced, and he was you know he said at the time, I'm hopeful he plays. Um, but we're going to see how he responds to this practice. And guess what? We have heard nothing from Matt Rule today. And in fact, they're exercising the rule, you know, the specific letter of the law in terms of when they actually have to add his designation to the injury card. So we don't know. Um, but let's assume for all intents and purposes, he's going to play. Do you think this goes back to three as we initially in, 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 had thought? Or uh, is there enough influential money that came in on Atlanta at plus three that this stays at two, two and a half? Boy, I don't feel like I have a good grip on this market this week. <laughs> I know I kind of wish I, I, I was I out would, of this I, one. I mean, I would, I would think. I mean, just you would think money would come. Christian McCaffrey practices Wednesday, looks good. Beat reporters or Thursday, whatever. He's practicing this week. I don't see how people are gonna say, "Well, I'm gonna lump on air Atlanta at the worst of the number." Like you know, that doesn't make any sense at all. So. You would think he'd come back. I don't know if he gets all the way to three. I think you'll see some Carolina money. That said, if McCaffrey doesn't play or if practice isn't going good, if they're saying they're going to hold him out, I don't know if this goes further. I don't think it, there's going to be a ton more Atlanta money. And um, when I say practice, Wednesday, Thursday, you know what I mean. This yeah. is a Thursday game. We are sitting here on Wednesday, and, yeah, we don't we don't have much of a clue. So that's what sucks about like where we're at with this market. It's, yeah. it's Wednesday at... 8.04 Eastern time. We're going to learn, I think, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, it, it <laughs> might be really late. So I don't I don't know that this market will have a ton of time to shape itself, but it'll be interesting to see where the late money goes. And and like you said, this is something, maybe a little bit of an interesting exercise, and you'll see it go both ways. Like, oh, you of course. Say, you say this is a rematch. This game has already happened. Let's look what happened in the other game. Let's look at the market move. Let's look at what actually happened and if – what actually happened agreed with the market move. And then if there's an adjustment, you, you know, you saw what happened in the market here. But at the same time, you know, talk to me about the the first battle for Ohio. Yeah. Did we both have that under? Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it's not like it was just a terrible bet or a terrible beat, but it didn't win. No. It wasn't close. I think it was over by the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it went over. Yeah. That game was that game was goofy. Like we still didn't quite know what we had with uh, Burrow yet. But uh, this this week, last week, that game opened up and got bet down again. Yes, it did. Like they, they don't care. People were still convinced that the that number was high in that kind of matchup, and that second half was like a goddamn pinball machine. I understood why it got bet down too. Right? I know like, too. Like made, the like thing is, sense. I'm like I thought about it. 
I didn't expect we, Cincinnati we bet, we bet, to score we bet points. Cleveland team total over. I know, yeah. but I didn't expect that Cincinnati was, to score you're right. points. That was the surprising part. Jim. Because Completely as bad as their offensive line is, as you know, Miles Garrett clearly a top three defensive player in the entire league right now, um, and he was disruptive as hell in that game. But it just doesn't seem to matter. Like uh, Cincinnati still tends to score points, even as bad as their O line is. Um, but yeah, I know you're right. Like, I, yeah, I, I guess I get why Atlanta money came in. When I finished doing my numbers and updates on Monday, I was surprised. I basically have Atlanta and Carolina as pretty much the same team. Like, there is not a lot separating these two teams for me. I have them both basically league average as currently rostered. Um, both offenses are in the you know seventeen to twenty range. Uh, the Carolina defense I have at nineteenth, and Atlanta defense I have at twenty ninth. So I have. A worse passing defense for Atlanta by a long shot, and uh, granted that doesn't match up well against uh, you know the, the the Panthers who are getting it done through the air. Massive contributions this year from DJ Moore and and uh, Robbie Anderson especially. Like Robbie he's Anderson better especially. every week in this yeah. offense. Yeah, he is, and and I, but I will say uh, they're going to be without their one injury that may matter, maybe more than Christian McCaffrey. Russell Okun will be out. Uh, that is an important factor for left tackle for your Carolina Panthers, which is going to be harmful, I'm sure. And and in fact, you got there were some comments from Matt Rule. It sounded like he was a little interested in, you know, leaning more heavily on the run, given who is going to be available at offensive line. And so I can see them not trying to challenge Atlanta so much down the field with the deep pass with DJ Moore and leaning a little bit more on kind of a rhythm offense and shorter depth of target. Um, and you know, I mean, I, I I guess I still favor Atlanta, so I'm fine at two and a half. I mean, two and a half is basically that's a minus one ten money line, more or less, in my mind. Um, you know, it's fifty fifty one point total. Well, yeah, especially the total in the fifties where we're at now. Yeah, so I don't mind laying the two 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 and a half points. I guess I'm just going to ride this out, but by far and away not the favorite play on the card. Um, no, I won't have a play. This total, this total's been. Like we said, the total's been bet up. I'm tempted at a first half under. I'm tempted. If it, it, just because yeah. we're, what tempted. it's going to be at, I'm, I'm assuming 26 ish. You think second um, half over is, you know, the second half of a higher likelihood of points? Yeah, that, that always is. I mean, yeah. generally, but yeah, we're not going to get a 26, it appears. Not first half unders have been getting. Oh, I thought, I thought we were at 53, never mind. So, yeah, there's some 24 and a half. There's some 25 and a half. Um, probably going to be looking at a small play on that first half under if I do play anything for fun on a Thursday. But, yeah, nothing nothing exciting me about this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, real quick about uh, Atlanta. A uh, lot of rumor, a lot of swirling uh, that players the, are going to get traded. What's the situation? Is he healthy? No, he's banged up. He is. He's a couple his, of things his gone. Knee, his knee got banged. <laughs> he has a shoulder and a knee. He he missed yeah. a couple of practices earlier this season with the shoulder. Now it's a knee. He looks like maybe he's just a little fragile. I can't really tell. Um, but I'm you know there's a little swirling though because obviously Atlanta fired more than their coach. They fired their general manager, which means there's a lot of players and veterans on this team whose contract status and you know not obvious that they're going to be part of the long term plan here. Um, and they could be a candidate for shipping a ton of players at the deadline, uh, especially since they get their game out of the way early. I could see them going to battle and just you know making a bunch of deals, sending some guys. That could be a distraction for them to a degree. Um, and honestly, I don't know what to make of Matt Ryan this season. His statistical profile is way, 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 way down. 
Um, what do you think? Is he, I mean, have we seen the best of Matt Ryan? Yeah, he's the worst quarterback in this matchup. And that's not something I'm sure I'd have been comfortable trying to say or make a case for before the season. But, uh, and maybe some of it is coaching. You know, we, we talked about this all year with... Uh, Dirk Cutter stinks. Yeah, well, yeah, Dirk Cutter stinks, but just the, the rule Brady thing. And we talked about, you know, will, will uh, Burrow translate because he doesn't have Brady. Obviously, I think that was just a perfect storm of he had the skills, he picked up what he needed, and he's just a, a great competitor, and he's, he's showing it already at the next level. But I think Brady is a big deal as well, and I think the coaching staff they brought in Carolina is probably going to be pretty good long-term. Oh, hell yeah. We, we, all we did the whole preseason was rag on this roster. This roster still sucks. Like, they brought in – it was a great move to get Robbie Anderson. That's turning out really well. Weird. A guy leaves an Adam Gase team and is playing really well. He was good He's there, too. Good. Yeah, I know. Like he, I, he was, I couldn't he was very, understand why he didn't get more looks. Why didn't he get he more looks? He was very – well, just because it was a bad team who just couldn't get the ball to him. But, but like, why didn't he, a team he, like the Ravens or something look at him, right? Like, wouldn't he be such a good fit for them? Oh, they already have Hollywood. Uh. I you know I guess but e- either way back, you know back to Carolina like their roster is still devoid of talent and big parts of it but you pick up a nice receiver you get a better quarterback play than anyone expected the coaching is probably bringing that like that's that's not something that just happens by magic with this kind of roster like I, I fully I'm fully invested in this is going to be a good coaching staff long term and Brady might have a head yeah. coaching job within like five years so. Uh yeah, I I like Carolina, but not enough to not enough to back them week in and week out here. This is kind of a goofy matchup to me because Atlanta has like you want to say here's here's a roster who does have a lot of talent, and even Todd Gurley's playing really well for the fact that he's essentially playing on borrowed time with those knees. I kind of like his under. Yeah, I. I bet him like I have a small position on his rushing total under for the year, which is dead. Deed, yeah. it's de- it's deader than oh, it's deader no. than Dallas Inju- injury injury or well, injury, yeah, I know I yeah, need oh, yeah, cheering. I, could, I will yeah, say he... like I'll never cheer for an injury. I'm cheering for an injury right now. Well, that's bad karma. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, I'm, no, but just it's the law of odds. It's Todd Gurley. He's going to get injured. Yeah, no, and and in this you know short week uh, after as much usage as he had last week, um, yeah, I think his under is probably in play this week. Um, I don't know, man. I guess. I, I set you up, by the way, for uh, the the humps on his uh, heater joke, and you, you oh, didn't God, go he, uh, for Matt, it. Matt Ryan, I forgot about the humps. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan has lost approximately four humps off that heater. Yeah, and I don't I don't even know if that's true. I don't have any empirical data on the speed of his. Uh, I mean, he's my twenty second best quarterback right now. That's kind of seems fair. Shocking, though, cutting where we are in the season and how many weapons he has. Uh, I blame Dirk Cutter and age, I guess. Um, yeah, go, going through this, you know, I, I just said all these glowing things about Carolina's coaching staff. You know, obviously we're not going to say anything nice about O'Brien, or O'Brien, excuse me, Quinn, Freudian slip, they're the same person, I guess. <laughs> you don't say anything nice about Quinn or the management or the, you know, Getting rid of a bad coach doesn't mean you're automatically in a better situation. Oh yeah, like, no, no. And Raheem Moore, like Ra- yeah, Raheem team. Morris did not do necessarily a nice job game planning or in-game execution against Detroit. That was bad. He was bad, I thought. So, 
did a nice job against Minnesota and then just uh, was, a, was a very poor performance against Detroit. All right, well, let's move to Sunday. You want to tee up uh, Indy, uh, Indy Detroit? Indy Detroit. All right, you do the time then. I will. <sighs> Detroit. So, yeah, Indy coming off the bye. Leonard is very important to this team. Darius Leonard. Guy we love. Coach we love. Team we kind of love. This is a team and a coach. Love is strong. Roster. Yeah, that, that we have a lot of love for here on the podcast. And what we saw versus what's turning out to be a decent offense in Cleveland a couple weeks ago was concerning with Leonard out. Like, oh, no, this is super soft across the middle. This is bad. Trending in, I don't know. If, have you got anything injury report-wise today? I'm just basing it off of a roster move from yesterday and a beat reporter saying that, this makes sense for Leonard to come back based on some roster moves they made with the practice squad. I so think if he's back, I read the same. Huge, huge for this team. Big, huge. And <clears throat> Detroit is another team. Detroit's just Atlanta North. It's funny that they played each other last week. Like We talked about this on the Sunday pod. I'm really, really, really happy that Scurley scored and they let him. And now the video and audio comes out where Matt Ryan tells him not to score. Which is even yeah. more damning. Oh yeah, super super funny, but good good for Detroit. Like as much as we'll kind of rag on their coaching staff, the fact that they, you know, essentially let Todd Gurley score there was. I, I gotta interrupt quite you for amazing. a second though. They could have made sure he got in. They were yeah, like half-ass tackling him. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Why know not if pick his ass like, up? Pick him up. I don't Carry think you can across. get called like you can't get called for a penalty or anything on that. Like no, you. I mean, I've seen guys pick up guys and tackle them like this. You know, you can see that all. You see that on just normal. Yeah, su- plays. Su- suplex them into the end. Suplex them into the end zone. Why even risk it? Yeah, that that's fair. But I mean, it was like he slid off him. I, I guess it, worry about him falling down. And that's the funny part. He had a history of he knelt at the one before in the past against Detroit. Yes, the <laughs> fact that he went in was hilarious, but uh, that game is over. Um, Detroit's uh, this was this was a box score that I got into, and yes. I said this the other day. You go, let's you know, away from the team stats. I started with individual stats, just kind of looking at who got targets, who got the ball, and always at the top of the box score and in the individual stats are quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And you look at these quarterback stats, and. It was like th- whatever, three hundred and forty yards apiece, and I look, and then I my eyes instantly flit up to the score, and I see the score, and I say, "Boy, was this a hard luck under? Should there have been more scoring?" And then I look down to the running games. It's like, oh my god, like they they couldn't get it going at all. Like this this is some pretty atrocious running by both teams, especially Detroit, who's had I don't know some moderate as much as we brag on this too some moderate success with Adrian and, you know, moderate success with Swift. And this is, yeah, this is kind of an ugly box score. He got uh, probably the right amount of points, even with getting the weird points right at the end to win the game. So I'm still out on Detroit's play calling because this is a defense that we've seen teams absolutely throttle in Atlanta. Even when they get some, they got some players back the other week didn't matter. Got throttled. Seattle ran up and down on him in week one. This is not a good defense. I don't know. Where do you have this defense ranked? I think it's like sixth from the bottom for me. Uh, which uh, Detroit? See, no, no, Atlanta. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, Atlanta's 29th. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. at the very. I think I'm, I yeah. probably have them high. It's 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 amazing that Detroit was not able to, and I didn't get a chance to like sit down and rewatch this game. But I feel like I'm going to. If I did, I'd find out it was yeah, probably they're, play calling. They're bottom the five for me. Detroit's defense. Yeah. Detroit's offense is not rating high for me. They're surprisingly like, you know, they're, they're very average and it's all, but weirdly, if you isolate just Kenny Galladay games, it looks a hell of a lot better. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's where I was hopeful for Detroit this week. Kenny Galladay getting back is, it's a, I mean, he's been great. And the fact that they didn't exploit that and put up 30 points on this awful defense was the fact that they had to win in such a manner was a bit surprising. So I'm still really down on Detroit, Detroit's play calling, Detroit's leadership uh, with the roster they have. It's just, it's wild that uh, this offense is struggling at times at all. So uh, I, I I don't think I can sit here and take the points with them. Indy off a bye under three, even on the road. Indy, it's, it's, they still get to be indoors. You're coming off by getting the the biggest part of your defense back. I'm just gonna have to look at a couple more offensive injuries that they had, and make sure everyone's cool to go here. But there's a there's a half decent chance I have some Indy in my pocket on this. And th- think, this is uh, another one like Detroit. If it's two and a half, I wouldn't dream of teasing this. Like I don't. I, don't I was just can, I just gonna ask, man. You read my mind. I, do, I don't know that they can move the ball enough. They're not a. When I, when I do tease a team, sometimes when it comes down to it, like, am I going to do this or not? It's like, man, did they have the defense for it? Because uh, a, a team who's going to lose by a touchdown and, you know, stay within the eight, they need to be able to stop the other team at some point. You know, if they get down and they just keep giving up points and then they give up, that's, that's a recipe for obviously disaster. So yeah, I, okay. they, don't, they don't have the play calling. They don't have the defense. So they have the roster. It just makes no sense. So okay. I'm going to blame Patricia even after giving him credit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't get a read on the game either. Uh, I like your breakdown though, and I swerved, swerved clear of this one. But uh, if I was forced to take a side gun to head, I'm, I'm taking the Colts under the field goal because they're the better team. By a little, with Darius Leonard especially. Um, I think we evaluate Leonard because uh, there's some more interesting games coming up with uh, Indianapolis that we're going to want some gauge on his fitness level. Yeah. Um, I'll tee off uh, the battle in the N- NFC, the rematch, <clears throat> excuse me, in the NFC Norse. Uh, by far, in a way, my favorite play of 2020 was Green Bay Packers week one on the money line as a dog. It seems insane in hindsight. I, I teased <laughs> it seems about crazy. To, I teased about the eight and a half, I think. Ah, well, that was, yeah, it was rocking chair teaser. Yeah, that was a hilarious game. chair teaser leg. Um, that was, it was such a, it was such a fun one. And now here we sit flipping venues and green bay is six and a half point favorites i won't lie i thought hard about uh, laying the six and a half and i'm surprised that it hasn't drifted out to seven if we're being honest um especially the way green bay handled houston in every phase of the game uh in week seven it was impressive to say the least green bay i give them a mulligan for their poor performance against tampa bay uh obviously a little Creaky coming off the bye, a little unfocused, a little sloppy. Uh, they took care of business last week, though. Man, they absolutely throttled the Texans. 
Um, their defense is still questionable, but the way that this offense cooks when Aaron Rodgers is, uh, has chemistry with Devontae Adams is flipping awesome. It is so fun to watch these guys. And I think they probably hang a number on Minnesota who looks to be waving the white flag. Um, I'm not sh- I, I don't love uh, fading a team who has had such a disappointing start to their season coming off the bye because you get, I always feel like you get a little bit of a, a motivational bump. Like, Hey, you know, like we've sucked, but like, we, you know, we're really going to double down during this extra time off and, you know, really, you know, come out and kick ass. So, you know, there may be some motivational angle here at play for Minnesota, especially given that Green Bay took care of them so easily, they could be looking past them to a degree. Like those are all narratives that are, you know, not crazy as I, you know, kind of sift through what matters in this game, but uh, I can't in the end really pull the trigger on Green Bay at six and a half. And this total is interesting because, and this is a funny story. So this opened at 55. We didn't really talk about it one way or the other, but I was kind of leaning under um, on the open because number one, I was expecting Aaron Jones was going to be back and Dalvin Cook was going to be back and Minnesota was going to play keep away and, Minnesota's defense in general should be getting better because uh, all these young guys understand their roles and responsibilities now. And, oh, maybe the under is in play here. Um, and then, you know, the the um, weather angle hit on Monday morning and you started seeing everything with even a little bit of wind predicted getting smoked to the under. And so I just was like, well, I'm not going to miss out on I, I was like I, this was like a what's it FOMO it was FOMO for me on this game I was like well I like the under anyway uh this is gonna get smoked I'll play it I think I got 55 before it went up below 55 and uh now it's 51 uh is this an overreaction in your opinion and how do you handicap the wind and its effect in this game you're muted <laughs> you're still muted yeah, I know. I, I the best part the best part was I was muted and I said, "Yes, I am muted. Please keep talking." And you could not hear that. Couldn't read the lips. I, I, it's it's dry. It's getting to be winter. I got up to get a water and I muted it so you wouldn't hear me rummaging around in the fridge. And I'm sorry. Maybe a little bit of an overreaction, especially the way these offenses have played. Minnesota's defense again waving the white flag. No, they're going to have no pass rush. Like the, they got rid of their best pass rusher. Less than zero. Less than zero. I am very worried about that against Aaron Rodgers. A big part of that uh, Tampa Bay game was they made him uncomfortable with some good pressure, a really good game plan. And Minnesota won't be able to do that at all. Um, I guess Delvin Cook back might help your under. He's practicing today. I don't have an update on Aaron Jones right now. Minnesota losing... They're two best pass rushers. One hasn't played all year. The other just got traded. They lost a linebacker to injury. Uh, Cam Dantzler sucks. He's a terrible <laughs> cornerback, but he's starting. He's playing. No, you he, said he's on COVID list. No, and that no, that's what I'm saying. He is he is in the lineup for Minnesota oh, on the see. regular. Oh, I see. And now he's on the COVID list. So you're going to get someone worse. So I, the fact that this dropped down to. Let's say we're at 51 and a half. Let's call it 52. So 26 plus like Green Bay team total on anything under 30, I might play because they might just hang. The only way that dies, I think, is Minnesota just absolutely S's the bed and, and doesn't play 
at all hardly, and we we end up with like a twenty eight to three game. Okay. And you know, Green Bay just ends up running it, but uh, I I almost lean to the over with uh, Minnesota's offense is good at times. And now that it's come down, I, I, you should middle this man. Okay. We're landed on fifty three. Right, Minnesota's like offense is good, especially in garbage time. Jefferson is turning out to be a nice rookie. Kirk Cousins never going to take you to a Super Bowl, but he's good enough to be dangerous. You feel better about uh, Green Bay going over 29 or Minnesota going over 22? Second half over, probably. Second half yeah. over. Halftime play. When this game, if this game does get out of hand, Minnesota's all about just running it up when they're when they're down by a bunch. That's true. They are just a garbage time dynamo. Um, their garbage time offense is one of the best offenses in the league. The um, the if you're real quick, I, I I don't have any more thoughts in this game. I can't take a side one way or the other. Um, I cracked me up when I saw Aaron Rodgers' comments today. It's ridiculous that Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat. Does that make you want to fire Zimmer more? <laughs> if your in division rival QB is like, no, I like that guy right where he is. Yeah, and Zimmer probably probably should be on the hot seat. This team, it's I mean they've had some nasty injuries. When you lose your one of your best defensive players, Daniel Hunter, right off the bat, and you lose, uh, it's a running back, so maybe it doesn't matter all that much. But you lose Diggs to a trade, and yes, you got a nice haul in your in your picks package you got back. But I, I don't know who expected this team to be like great this year. I'm I I'm kind of mad. I didn't. I thought I was just being like a, a real bitter former Vikings fan, and that's what kept me off this team total under. But boy, alt unders or team total, excuse me, regular season win total under. Alt unders on Minnesota are looking pretty good. I think plus he. Oh yeah. Has one. <clears throat> I had under. He has, he has one for everybody. <laughs> I think I. I think I got a plus two hundred under eight or something crazy. Was yeah, my, this my win best total work. was. Was a little ridiculous. I just I hang out with too many Minnesota people who put that little uh, bug in the back of my head. So, well, maybe what I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe they will be good. I mean, what if they hit on every draft pick? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could pull a what was that? A two thousand Saints, the Saints, two thousand sixteen Saints, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I think sixteen. Yeah. One of those years, twenty sixteen every, Saints. Everything. Yeah, just hit Lattimore, well. Marcus Williams, Alvin Kamara. Who was the tackle? Uh, was it uh, – no, it was uh, – Peter Ramchek? Ramchek, yeah. Um, I can't remember. But, yeah, they, every every single guy they took was freaking awesome. Um, uh, last if real I had quick to bet question. a side, I'd bet Green Bay. Okay. I, I, like, I, 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 hate, I hate to just – yeah. I'm... Do you think Green Bay – are they uh, buyers at the trade deadline? And if so, what are you doing to address this team? And if they do that, are you interested in a Green Bay future in the NFC? What would they buy? I'm curious. See what you think. Receiver? You think Cooper's on the block? Dallas is kind of trying. Oh, shit. I don't think Cooper's on the block. That's... No, I know. But Dallas is Dallas is starting to sell. Dallas is in big trouble with where they've put themselves with their salary. Who is available for receivers? Oh, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't I don't want to get too too deep into something like this on the, on the preview pod. But it's something to think about. Maybe look into here if they made a move for a receiver and if it's a guy who's a bona fide wide receiver too are you interested in a green bay future for the nfc because right now tampa bay is at the top of the market and i don't love that no yeah tampa bay and seattle have some flaws 
Um, everybody in the NFC West is a playoff team, apparently. And Green Bay will have the luxury of, you know, if if they can't get the one seed, there's no reason to push it, you know, hit the pedal to the metal to try to get the two seed because it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Green so Bay is going to be you favored can, you in can every be able to rest game the, end of the, the rest of this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they could coast into the playoffs if they don't have to fight for that one seed towards the end if somebody does end up you know, running away with it a little. But, uh, I mean, they're right there. They might end up being a dogfight. God, if they get the one seed and you have a ticket on them, you're feeling pretty good about people going through, having to go through Green Bay in January. Right? Except that a team comes through like San Francisco with their sick running attack if they ever get healthy or if they even make the playoffs. That's kind of tough. Yeah, they, they might be the fourth best team in that division and make the playoffs. Okay. All right. Well, so. okay. And Thanks no, for your no input play. on it. No play here. Like, slide, on was, to, uh, slide on down to the. Uh, I'd think about it. The slide on down to Orchard Hills, New York. 37 minutes. We call it 37. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Right on. I, I typed right. it in because it's your time to tee it up. It is. Well, I'm, I was. I went over to the time thing. I was going to put it in. I didn't. I didn't know which one was mine. All right. Green Bay. We're done there. We're going to Beefalo. New England Beefalo goes Bills. There. New England is a team without an identity. Yes. There's no quarterback controversy. The only controversy is which is worse. Cam. Man, did did I get overexcited about one half of football versus the worst secondary in the world? Uh, yes, in Seattle. I think, and I, I know I did. The I know I did. I absolutely did. Yeah. Well, um, well, and we didn't know how bad Seattle. He made a lot of throws point. in that game. He, that, that's the thing. Like you, you can say this is a bad secondary. He still made the throws. That's what bothers me because he can make the throws. He was putting stuff on the turf. He was wide. He was high. He was low. He was all over. It's like he was just not focused in, and that was a terrible performance. Um, there's some Stidham truthers out there. They're they're probably wrong too. Stidham's not good, and to be fair to the guy, we just haven't seen enough of him. But I've seen enough to I don't think he's going to be good. So this is this is a tough scene for New England right now. They are a team without an identity. Finally, they don't have a good quarterback. They didn't have good receivers to begin with, and the defense is just okay. So now you got Buffalo's played three kind of bad games in a row coming off and i don't know if it was look ahead i don't know if it is like a look ahead game to new england anymore that's not a thing they're not a top team they looked pretty shitty for the first however long versus the jets there were they were they down 10 nothing i think so oh yeah yeah, yeah it was 10, 10, they were down 10 nothing yeah but and but uh you, you i think you made this point on the sunday pod they had uh what two two missed field goals a fumble and they didn't punt once they never punted yeah <laughs> No, what? that's the thing. The offense moved. The offense moved pretty smoothly through the middle of the field, and then just stalled up um, eight times. Literally eight, eight field goal attempts, which is really something to behold to begin with. The fact that uh, the two games like that we've had, where a team won with eighteen points all on field goals already in this offensive league, twenty twenty, where we live. So Buffalo's offense is obviously a lot better than that. They can get back on track, but going going from the Jets to New England isn't like a, it's not an easier test. I just said New England's defense is just okay. It's still you know better than the Jets. They are at home here. This number's probably right 
it's probably right for me. And honestly, I'm probably going to hop on this over. This is coming way down. I don't think New England's offense is as broken as we saw. I think we'll see a better performance, at least a marginal performance out of Cam. And Buffalo's offense the same. I don't think what we've seen the last couple weeks is indicative of what these offenses can do, especially Buffalo if they're healthy. Kind of track John Brown, but I think that's... That is. He does look like he's going to go. He's trending in. That's a big piece for them. So, and the, the, you know what? Buffalo's defense isn't good. It's not nearly as good as it was last year. In fact, it might not be good at all. So, 40, there's some 42 and a halfs. I don't think I'm getting a. Was, there is a 42 at just bet. Is that a thing? I don't even Apparently. know if that's a book I can bet at. I'm just looking at a screen right now. Uh, book Bookmaker has a 42. It's down. It's this. I need to open a bookmaker. See if that's actually true, but uh, yeah, I see I, juice to the over. I might, I might have to get involved in this finally because I do believe in the Buffalo offense as much as I disparage the defense and how it would come back in the in the you know this season compared to last. I think Josh Allen is more accurate. He still has accuracy issues, but you now have Diggs, who we saw him save Key, Case Keenum's ass. Left and right a couple of years ago, he's a he's a really important piece to have when you have a quarterback who's not super accurate and he's making him look great. And this offense is a little more, I don't know, is it? I don't want to say it's a little more pass heavy because I don't have data to back that up. But they are they're moving with some speed at times and they can score some points. Forty two is probably a little low when I run my stuff. I think it's come down a little much. And again, with the the fact that we're almost in November here. I'm probably going to dig into this weather as we get closer to the game. Yeah, right now they're it's calling still, for... It's still so early. In Buffalo, it can get real nasty up on the lake. Right now they're calling for 69% chance of rain. And 20-mile-an-hour winds. 20 is so. pretty st- standard. That's just Buffalo. That's Buffalo. Okay. You got a take? Yeah, I took the Patriots here. Only dog on my card this week, maybe? Ooh. I don't hate it. Ooh, <laughs> only dog I backed this week is the New England Patriots. Um, I agree with all of your sentiment about the over being fair. Uh, it's just conditional on the weather. Um, and I, But I especially feel like the Patriots have more to show us. And we saw a lot of wrinkles in their offensive game planning, weeks one, two, and three, that were hugely promising even beyond just the fact that in game two against Seattle, Cam made passes, right? Just what they were trying to do from a rushing standpoint was very cool and reminded me a lot of what I think is kind of the future of running the football in the NFL. And honestly, the Buffalo Bills tackling and their defensive line and their run stopping in general has been really, really underwhelming so far this season. And this is you, this is your season, New England Patriots. You lose this game, it is over. Put Cam on ice, evaluate the bottom end of your roster, prep for 2021. Okay, so this they, they are incentivized to unload all the wrinkles they got, try to get a win in division, try to establish, you know, reestablish a campaign that lands them the AFC East title. Like, this is it. And I honestly, I'm, I have enough faith in Belichick, enough faith in Josh McDaniels that they are going to be able to craft a game plan that keeps the Patriots in this one, keeps them live. Um, and I don't have the same faith at all that Buffalo can get it done, especially if it's sloppy, because the Patriots are vulnerable to the run. 
They can be attacked on the ground. Absolutely true. The Buffalo Bills offensive line cannot win in run blocking for whatever reason. Their running backs are underwhelming week in, week out. And that means this entirely boils down to can Josh Allen go score for score with McDaniels and company uh, when he is going up against the pass defense that still has elite pieces and he's potentially playing in bad weather. At least one really elite piece, yes. Well, at least one really elite piece, but speed otherwise. You know, there's going to be guys all freaking over the place. Um, And I just, I see higher likelihood of success with what the Patriots want to do coming into this game. Uh, You know, so basically their strength against Buffalo's weakness. Meanwhile, Buffalo's strength is going up against New England's strength. And I think that tips scales in a little bit in favor of New England on top of the fact that New England is incentivized to completely empty the playbook here. Leave it all yeah, out. Yeah, you, you, you have to make a decision here on your season. Like, are you, yeah. are you going to try to be a playoff team? Or I think they're smart enough to know, like, well, maybe not full tank, but we're not going to be going for it at, at a certain point. Yeah, no. I mean, I, honestly, like, Especially if you saw the same things we saw with Cam Newton in the first three games where you think, you know, hey, we get this guy some more weapons, you know, get him on a, you know, bring him back. Maybe we got something here, right? Then put him on ice. Like, don't risk him taking a bunch of shots to his shoulder or shots to the head. Let him recover fully and, uh, and you know, run it back in 2021. Or set yourself up to draft one of these top quarterbacks in the 2021 draft and, you know, restart the start the next uh, dynasty. So it's it's very um, – this is very uh, high leverage game for the Patriots. In fact, of all of the teams in the NFL this week as we are here in week eight, I have the Patriots as the highest leverage in terms of what this game means to the fabric of their season win or lose. And for those reasons, I'll, I'll back Bill Belichick in that spot. He knows and, this and stuff. He knows this. Yeah, huge, huge divisional game. You win this. You win a road division game like this. It kind of resets your season. You can get back in it. Yeah, yeah. Especially because you already have one win in division. You already beat the. You already beat the uh, Dolphins once. So, uh, yeah, and yeah, and, and I'm. I think the Josh Allen that you know is is a, is marginally uh, accurate that we've seen the last couple weeks. That is very different from the player we saw through the first four weeks. Uh, I think is a true reflection of his talent level. And, You're probably right. And, you know, you can't just be sort of accurate against the Patriots' defense. They're going to ball hawk you. Jimmy Garoppolo learned that the hard way, even in an awful, awful game last week by the Patriots. Yeah, he got picked so, twice. Yeah, it's, this is still a unit that can that can take it away from you. So I'll take the Patriots. I took them at three and a half. That was another part of my incentive here, which is, you know, I have – um, I, I think I had something like twenty-five-ish percent of my uh, uh, my distribution of outcomes was Buffalo by three, and so that's a that is surprisingly high. I usually don't; I'm not that modal, you know, when I run this stuff. Um, but uh, I have about fifty-six percent, um, you know, Patriots inside of. Uh, inside of three and a half. So happy to be there at three and a half. I think there's value on the money line, but I haven't played it yet. And uh, I think the Patriots turned their season around. I dig it. Um, let's go to one where we got a bunch of value before we have to go to the one after that. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll talk about the good one. You could talk about yeah. the shitty one. Uh, Tennessee heads to Cincinnati, and we lay the four on Sunday night's pod. 
This has been bet out to five and a half, six, depending on where you are shopping. And honestly, I think this keeps going. I do. I don't think the value has been taken out of this number yet. I think, and I honestly, of all, if you told me that there is going to be an absolute blowout on the card, that most people would tell you it's going to be the Chiefs over the Jets. I'm putting, I'm throwing Tennessee versus the Bengals in there. Because... That would be a fun market. Like somebody <laughs> like Circa should offer that. Oh, biggest um, margin, big, biggest biggest margin of victory. I love it. I would love. That's I would a love fun. To that's get a fun grab. Yeah, I'd yeah. play that. Um, not the biggest line on the board. There's four games with a higher spread, but uh, I love this one. And Tennessee, they check every box matchup box for me in this spot. Every single freaking one. Their pass defense has not been great. They're getting players back. Their pass rush has been substandard. They're going up against the weakest offensive line in the NFL, who, by the way, is missing pieces in exactly the same way you laid out the sorry-ass Minnesota secondary, who is also missing pieces. This, you know, the, you, Now you not only have below-average talent, but you also are lacking continuity. Uh, Tennessee finally gets their pass rush in order. They, you know, they add to the absolute historic sack total that we're seeing Joe Burrow co- compile this season. Derrick Henry against this rush defense? Are you serious? Uh, all you really realistically, one score lead in place for Tennessee. Hand it off to Derrick Henry. Put this thing away. I think Tennessee, um, you know, gets is per- just a picture perfect get right spot for them. Uh, couldn't have asked for anything better. Is my impression of Tennessee inflated by the fact that they have not left Nashville in like seven weeks? Probably, but. Uh, I just absolutely love this matchup. Cincinnati's not too hard, far of a trip. The weather would tell you that this could potentially, again, come down to you know the physical aspects of the game and the running attack for Tennessee. So uh, pretty much everything, as far as I can tell you, um, tipping in, advan- in the advantage of the Tennessee Titans. I... I st- I don't know. I still think this team is in is live in the AFC of all of the futures that are available out there for the AFC. There's not a lot of value. I still think Tennessee at ten to one has a shot. Uh, the play we've gotten now, a full season of data on Ryan Tannehill in this offense, and he's just flat out awesome. Um, clear top five quarterback in the NFL right now with these weapons with this system. Um, so I think. Uh, Titans or Titans or bust. Yeah, this was one we agreed pretty quickly and wholeheartedly on at the four. There might have even been a three and a half for a hot tick. I didn't and see it, but it could have been there. Yeah, it, it says so. But the only issue, I mean, I guess the only issue would be the the secondary for Tennessee here with. I want to say four, if if you want to count uh, Adoree Jackson, which you should. Because he's important, but I think they have four with him uh, injured secondary pieces, maybe more. Fulton, Joseph, um, the safety whose name I can't think of. I think they have one more, like depth corner or like a dime corner. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's not good for their secondary right now. They have been they've been shown to be able to beat be beat, uh, and I think that's something that. Maybe I wish they wouldn't have won so many games because there's probably value on this team as well as they're playing in the futures market because once that secondary tightens things up a little, it's going to be a really good team. This is a, this is a team you loved preseason. I've started to fall in love with them. But, you, I mean, you're right. If it does have to be a physical game, if we have a you know, bad weather game, 
they can get that done on the ground. Uh, Lawan missing obviously hurts, but we're seeing a ton of problems with this uh, roster for Cincinnati as well. Just I got to roll what their what their injuries were. Ooh, well, yeah. I mean, two two offensive linemen right off the bat, like a yep. center. What is it? Center and a tackle. Yep. Dunlap's uh, gone. Like, yeah, Jonah Jonah Williams neck Hopkins concussion. The defense is not good. Go watch what uh, a bad quarterback did to him last week. And Burrow <laughs> can only do much. And yeah, Dunlap got traded. Mixon's still injured. Yeah, th- this should have been closer to seven. And I'm, we're awful happy to have that. And that's um, you know. We, we can sit here and crow about the good number we got, but my question to you would be, would you play this right now at a five and a half? And I would. Yeah. 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 I'm fair price for me is seven. Yep. And seven yep. is an pretty, important number. Pretty much nuts on there. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've moved up Tennessee quite a bit from the off season, but with, uh, with the roster issues in Cincinnati, losing Dunlap, losing some offensive linemen and just AJ green, never being quite healthy. We'll see. I, I don't think a Jory Jackson plays this week. I think he he's going to play. He, huge bonus. Like, I'm seeing. I guess I'm like fifty fifty. So okay. I, I think they thought. No. I think they thought he was going to be available last week, and the they, fact that they he didn't did, quite go. But sometimes that's how that goes. Where it's like, oh, we were close, and then it's like still two, three more weeks. Okay. Like, oh, we're close again. <laughs> so fifty fifty, and if we get him, huge, huge for us. He's a big. He's a big help to that secondary. Yep, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Mixon probably not playing too, right? Did you already say him? No, I, his foot's still all effed up. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, one other thing, and also we didn't even mention it, but the bunch of Bengals potentially jumping ship here. Dunlap got traded today. Um, Gino, I'm on. I'm on Geno Atkins trade watch. Um, I'm on AJ Green trade yeah, watch. What do you think AJ Green lands? By the way, Green, Green Bay? Bay. Why not? I mean, this guy. I, I'm I'm starting to think that AJ Green would make a nice piece. Randall Cobb, Will Fuller. What's the story in Houston with their wide receivers? Any of those guys available? Um, I'm, not, I'm uh, not a big contracts guy. Like I never pay attention to that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's a couple pieces. There's a couple wide receivers I think got that are available. Well, I'll I'll comb through it a little bit more carefully. Um, yeah. Take it away on uh, the the stinker of the week. What did we bet? 55? 55, 55 and a half? 55 and a half. Yeah. And you, wrong, wrong side of 55. Not great, we, Bob. Uh, should we just plant our flag and say, damn the torpedoes, and this is the wrong move? But I, it's, it's another one where <sighs> I, don't, I don't think the weather has pushed us four points against us. We, we're usually pretty decent. I don't know why we got so excited about this, but we certainly did. We both did. Over fifty five and a half, currently at fifty one. So I guess if you if you value it's down to fifty one and a wow. half. Wow. Wow. So if you if you value anything we say, I guess take the over fifty one and a half. Cause this maybe, one's the one that's gonna land in the middle and the other one's not. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, um I'm I'm happy with the Vegas defense. Or the Vegas offense. The the opposite of that. So it was a weird, tough spot for Oakland last week with the Brown being out with the COVID, with the Rona, and a secondary piece. And then the, the offensive line not practicing. And the defense got uh, a little bit shredded. That one lineman happened. got ejected too, which sucked. That was a weird-ass ejection. I wrote, that's my. this is my exact words. I can screenshot this in my notes. I wrote, weird-ass ejection. I didn't think he stomped the guy. There wasn't really a great angle. But, yeah, this defense can be shredded. This defense was shredded. And 
uh, I don't know if it's a car or coaching or the roster or some combination of it, but Carr's been a lot more aggressive this year. I mean, look, they, they put up quite a few points on uh, Kansas City. They're, they can put up points against a bad defense, and Cleveland is not playing all that well. If we get this full, you know, the full roster of offensive linemen back and healthy, what, what is the Brown thing? Like, uh, is he, he was non-symptomatic, and can he get back with a couple of tests? As far as I, I can have, tell you, yeah. I don't have a ton of news on that, but I, I hope he plays. If he does play, it's it's a decent offensive line oh, yeah. that can hold up under the under the pressure of you know Miles Garrett and the rest of this uh, defensive pass rush. And like I said, Carr has been more aggressive. Ruggs is eh, I'm not ready to like anoint him yet, but boy, he's burner. And then if they figure out how to use him right, he can really make a difference in some of these games. So I, I still like this over. I another weather one, I guess. But again, the weather's not dropping something that far. I think maybe people are just ready to jump on the other side of this now that totals are so damn high. But I, I saw what Cincinnati was able to do to a bad secondary or you know just a bad defense, even with what they are, what they had last week. We we just sat and pooped all over Cincinnati for five minutes, and look what they did—it just tit for tat against Cincinnati yeah. or Cleveland in the second half. So I, I would think we could get more of the same. With Cleveland should be Cleveland should be beatable. Cleveland should be beatable through the air. Cleveland should be able to be run on. You've got a really good tight end. You've got some decent pieces. And we we had this talk. I don't know if it was you and I or someone else about the fact that OBJ might not matter with uh with Baker and how he plays and how he he seems to be okay having his second option as his first option. I don't have a Treader update, but I mean OBJ. Obviously, it's a it's a big loss, but again, he was lost, and then Baker went on his run of completing like twenty straight passes and twenty-two beating beating the Bengals and almost covering. That wasn't his fault. He didn't kick that ball, so Baker may never play that well again. As as I'm trying to make a case for him to play well, he may never play that well again, but he can still play. Fairly decent against this Vegas defense, so I'm, I still like this under. And if I had, honestly, if I had to lean away, I'd take Vegas. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I probably would too. I talked to both Rob and Just uh, Vegas our, money line. Yeah, I talked to our friends Rob Pizzola and and uh, and the masterful Zuma uh, today, and they both were saying Vegas too. I get it. Like that does make sense to me. I'm definitely not advocating Cleveland in this spot. Um, and I yeah, plant plant the flag. This is still going over. Right, weather be damned. We're, we're not. We're not taking some more at fifty-one. <laughs> yeah, we can get it done with short passing and running here. Um, they will both want to get it done that way anyway. And it's yeah, this neither of these defenses has covered themselves in glory this season whatsoever. Like the Raiders' defense has been bad, bad, bad against the run in the past, um, and Cleveland's defense has been average against the pass and below average against the run. So, yeah, Carr's performing at a high level. Uh, I love the chemistry he's got with his wide receivers right now and his tight end. It's a, it's just, it's a solid unit. They're doing some solid game planning. Um, I think we see, uh, I think we see the Raiders challenge the Browns here, put the Browns in comeback mode, which I think also helps accelerate an over. Both teams get to thirty. Um, let's get uh, double down on this over. 
Let's do it. Double down, Trent. We're I can't Vegas. believe that there was There's, a two stage. I, mean, I can't believe. Vegas. I can't believe there was a two stage hammer on this under. It went from fifty five and a half to fifty three and change, and it stopped. And then it went another two points. Like, all right, I guess. I hope it's. I I, I will never say anything nice about the city of Cleveland, but on Sunday I hope it's gorgeous. I, I hope just, the weather just is a, just beautiful. a spectacular day. Just, I hope uh, so too. I, if you live in Cleveland, I hope you can enjoy a beautiful afternoon. You take some loved ones out outdoors. Maybe yeah, see. Yeah, go for a walk by the river. Yeah, see if the river's on fire. Yeah, take in the sights. Go take to the, it in. Yeah, have Cleveland a picnic rocks. at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, KC hosting the New York Jets. Biggest spread we have seen since Dallas, Miami last year. Uh, Which was and... the biggest spread we saw before since the game before that? In <laughs> <laughs> Against it was the like Patriots. two straight weeks. Yeah, uh, the Jets are as bad as we think they are. Uh, getting Darnold back did not really help last week. I was quasi entertaining when we saw look ahead lines like twenty one that if the Jets got boat raced by the Bills, which in hindsight they should have. That should not. That should have been like twenty eight to ten, not eighteen to ten. Um, but I had I had aspirations of getting a big fat Jets ticket and uh, and being part of the Jets experience for 2020. But uh, 19 and a half, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, my power numbers actually have the Jets 10 points worse than an average team, and it has Kansas City nine and a half points better than an average team. So 19 and a half is fair. And that, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the pinnacle thing I do earlier in the week with uh, the good Dr. Eric and Rufus Peabody, both guests of the deep dive at some point earlier in our earlier in our episodes in our library, really, really smart guys. And a lot of times we, we get off topic and I think it's my fault because I ask questions like I just love picking their brains. And this is the game uh, myself and noted for humps off his heater baseball better frank brank this was something i brought up with him i said you know you bet these minus 180 minus 190 baseball money lines why don't you sometimes tickle some on the run line and you know he's like a, a team doesn't have a you know there's no motivation to win by more than one it counts the same in the standings he's like it gets kind of funny in my numbers that way and i i thought of that heavily in this one like if Kansas City's up by 17 with like eight minutes left, they have no motivation to do anything but run the ball as much as possible and get to the 50 and punt. Yeah. You know, if they score, good for them. But th- there isn't motivation to win by four scores against the Jets. You just get this win and move on with your season because you are, you know, you have, you're looking up at a couple teams at this point. You have to, you have to make up ground and keep winning every game you possibly can. And, it doesn't. There's no style points for beating the Jets by 40. Yeah. So it, it's it's hard to lay this many points, even if your power numbers say so. And again, do you really want to lay it with it? Like, if you made me bet this game, I'd probably bet the Jets. I think if I looked at, if I looked, yeah, at I agree I'd with you on lay that. Out, lay this out and say, there again, go back to your distributions. Like, there's probably a ton of games that land between 14 and 20. Sure. Sure. And but in no way, shape, or form, I'm in, interested in this. The total, the game scripts can get off, 
you can lose the plot in this game so quickly where the game script goes wild where you don't want to be involved in the total here either. 100%. 100%. So hard, hard pass. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, to your point about the, yeah, the, this does feel like this to, this side is decided one way or the other depending on whether, you know, Darnold throws a pick six in the fourth quarter or, uh, you know, Edwards Hilaire gets breaks, breaks a, you know, a 35 yarder, you know, I mean, like those kind of things are completely out of your control. So I'll, I'll go ahead and skip this. Um, let's talk about Rams heading to Miami. Brutal, 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 brutal spot for the Rams. Fifth road game in seven weeks. We have the fourth trip East already this season for them, which is insane. They have a fifth trip coming up against uh, Tampa Bay, which is wild too. Um, the Rams have had a lot of uh, racking up the frequent flyer miles. Uh, good thing uh, they're keeping the airline business in business. Um, Miami pulled the old switcheroo. Uh, they had a quarterback performing at a top 10 level who they have benched. I don't recall ever seeing any quarterback performing better and getting the hook, but they have a plan and a process, and they are sticking to it, and we will finally see the young Tua Tagovailoa. Andy, Boy, you I've... nailed nailed that last name. Thank <laughs> you for doing that. I'm so bad at that. And can you do his first name? Uh, no, I cannot. Um, if you what... if you and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go just Google him and look at the sidebar Wikipedia. Like his first name is actually like 13 syllables. It's very impressive. Yes, um, it's a it's a cool it's a cool name. I like those. Uh, what's your take on what Miami did? And your expectation of Tua in this offense, not just against this Rams team, but for the foreseeable future. I wish I could give credit to who said this. I think it might have been Pat Thorman. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying this. But yeah, Pat Thorman. Somebody, and it's probably not. I'm giving him the wrong credit, but somebody said like, "Don't you shouldn't let you know beating Gase, beating the Niners." with all their injuries and you know the, the games that the games that Fitzpatrick won don't let that get in the way of your plan and your process and it, it didn't say a lot more than that but it did like if you think about it like they are doing a really good job of this rebuild they've actually done a really good job of putting some nice defensive pieces together they had so many draft you know, pieces. They have so much draft capital. Again, looking forward, they have the Houston Texans first rounder. Texans have one win, and yes, the schedule gets easier, but they have to be licking their chops for that. They they might get another ten top ten pick out of that. There's there's a lot to look forward to with Miami, and I don't think it would be the right plan to say, oh, you know, we're sticking with this million year old quarterback because he's played pretty good against a couple bad teams, and uh, you know, maybe more of it has to do with how we've been able to construct this roster around him. We're sticking to the process. We're going to move forward. We said two is playing when he's ready, when he's healthy. And uh, and that that's where I'm kind of in a tough spot here. Like the Rams, yes, tough scheduling spots. A lot of travel. Travel east again. Early game, traveling east. And maybe a little overrated in certain aspects, although I have been pro-Rams for certain points in this season. All, all that said about, you know, Tua, they wouldn't start him if he wasn't ready. 
They wouldn't start him if he wasn't healthy. I'm hoping. I see. I can say that with like 95 percent confidence because I like what Miami's done as a you know managerial and coaching staff. That said, I still don't know enough about rookie quarterbacks coming in. Like, I guess if you like Miami, just play. Probably play it straight up. If he plays well, this is such a bad spot for the Rams. Or Miami, if, you know, if if I'm right and this roster is just put together nice enough and he's he's half decent and maybe a little less reckless than Fitzpatrick at times, they probably win. But, I mean, this is one tour. I think if he's not good, the Rams win by a bunch. It's still a decent team. I've I've downgraded them in a few spots here and there, but they're still, they're still a higher-end team in a bad spot against a rookie quarterback. Too many moving parts for me to probably get involved. I missed a better number on Miami anyway, and uh, I had a chance to take it. I just said, I'm not sure I want to hitch my star to a guy who I, the last time I saw him ripped his hip off his skeleton. <laughs> and, and that's another thing, yeah. too. You never know with some of these. Uh, he's not the prototypical Alabama quarterback, but there's a lot of guys who play for high-end fr- franchises, high-end schools like that it just don't translate. It's like, oh, you had, you know, all these great receivers down there and and a great running back and a bunch of, you know, first, second-round linemen and a stellar defense and five stars everywhere. Maybe you're yeah. not that good. I, I don't believe that about Tua, but those things happen. So I, I'm kind of scared off this one. Yeah. I'm, I probably – I guess I'm interested in Rams second half. I guess either game state them behind. I like them and and them uh, ahead because they're going to be able to run on this Miami defense. Miami defense run defense is pretty poor. Um, what's your? I guess what's your read on the Rams? You think I'm too high on them? You are. I I didn't make a comment because Clev. Clev, as you call him, took care of it for me. But <laughs> I, I have him like seven. You know, and, and okay. it's it's kind of a cluster between. Yeah, there's not a big gap. No, so, so it may, maybe the fact that you know where you have them, you could it doesn't take much to move from like three to ten. Yeah, I'm I'm not <laughs> so mad about it, but I have them lower than you, and a lot of it is a lot of it's probably coaching. Like coaching's great. Some of the scripts been great. They've been able to hide some of the the problems that is golf, the the secondary. Good at times. He but went to the gotten... Super Bowl for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I mean, he, he went to the Super Bowl. He's a great, he's a great coach. I, I love McVay. He's done some great things, but at the same time, I'm just not ready to have this as you know a top five team. Yeah, I um, guess. I, who I, yeah. the 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 way they looked against the like the Bears? I, I don't even know if so much of that was them. It was just the fact that the Bears are the Bears, and they played really poorly, and they just gave them the ball. Donald Donald was great. Donald was great on Monday. That's yeah. the other thing. If you're a good team, though, you kick the shit out of the bad teams, and they did it. And I, and I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they kicked the shit out of the Bears. Like, oh, okay. they did. They okay. did defensively. I thought that was great. But oh, I go, see. Well, the Bears defense yeah, is, is top five. The the Bears defense is good, but they they did let the Bears move quite a bit. Like some of those drives, like the Bears probably should have had some points on offense. Yeah, they probably should. The Bears scored three offensive points, and that wasn't fair. They played better than that. Okay. Um, Johnny, uh, to, to their credit, Johnny Hecker is a fucking weapon. <laughs> He's a dangerous weapon. He put every punt inside the. I mean, those were 
Those were I'm, great. Pucks. You know, I'm goofing a they little. They were but, great pucks. But that that makes they a were. big difference when they won. You know, they you won field these... position in spades. Yeah. And then the play calling by McVay was great. That that Reynolds touchdown where they just went quick and he it was like, oh, you're gonna score here. Nobody's gonna cover him. This is electric. Yeah. Like, that was great. And uh, oh man, my other note on this game was I got really excited for Terrell Burgess. Like I'm like, oh, this kid's good, and then he got carted off. Mm, yeah, that, can't have, yep, can't have, yep, ni- yep, can't have yep. nice things here. Yeah, no, I mean my number two. It's a tough. D, it's a tough D line for Tua to be starting against. That sucks. That's a great point. That's a great point. But yeah, no, like as I look at the rankings, it's somewhat of a reflection of what you've done so far, and they beat up on a lot of shitty teams. So yeah, they their profile looks good. Uh, I would expect both Tampa and the Rams to regress back down. Um, and I would expect that New Orleans rises. I think it's by low on New Orleans right now, but we'll get there in a in a hot second. Um, what do you what you want to let's let's keep cruising down the card here. You want to talk about the game of the week? Lay this out. Yeah, make Pittsburgh, a case. Baltimore. Did you bet Pittsburgh this yet? by a hundred? Did you bet this? No. Were you, part, were you part of this runaway steam on Pittsburgh? It's one of those two where I have Pittsburgh to win the division in enough and. Pittsburgh to win the conference, Pittsburgh this, that, and the other thing. I have enough Pittsburgh where I don't know if I need to bet this because I don't know if the I, – I lean there. I lean that way, especially at the opening number. But do I need more exposure on my ass? Because I'm essentially just doubling down. And, you you know, a lot of times we say this in, like, the halftime scopes when we, we make a play and, like, you know, my play – to, to middle something when our side is you know we actually bet a primetime game and it's going so well and we say we, we we should middle this because there's value on that and then i always say or you always say well let's say you didn't bet this game pre-flop sure. would you still make this play so that's what enters my head like if if i didn't make all those plays on pittsburgh would i still bet them and the answer is yes but at the same time that maybe shouldn't matter as much because of Maybe a little bit of bankroll management, even if you know you should always play your edges and you know go full Kelly on that ass. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Probably I'm fine. Probably laying off this. Um, I I actually lean a little on this over now that it's been bet down. Ooh. I don't think it should have got bet down quite this far. Ooh, I'm gonna argue with you on that. I, I the only yeah the the problem would be. If Baltimore is looking like they have, I, I think a week a week of rest for Lamar's knee, you might see some you might see good Lamar, and that's another reason Ingram's dinged up, but they have other good running backs, and, and if 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 Baltimore gives Tennessee if they give them what Tennessee gave them, Pittsburgh's just gonna dink and dunk, and it is a little bit of lower lower total. Like I would probably make this total forty six forty seven. I mean, it's right there. I'm I'm not running to bet this total, but I think it's been bet down too far. And again, I haven't checked the weather in Baltimore. Apparently, the whole world has wind this week. Yeah, it's. I don't think this isn't a weather play for me, but I do like the under. But uh, to go to your point, it the fact that Pittsburgh and Baltimore would ever be farther apart than three points to me doesn't feel right. Yeah, especially. I mean, Pittsburgh just played well. The the defense is playing. Uh, you know, it's not what it was last year, but it's still a good defense. It's a ball-hawking defense. They can really get after you uh, in the pass rush, and it's a couple of smart, at least from a game plan standpoint, smart coaches. You yeah. Got, and that's the other thing. You got good kickers. You got smart quarterbacks. I, I, I still, maybe I do like this over. 
Ah, uh, see, so I think you're gonna need it. you're gonna need the you're gonna need your good kickers. You're gonna need your good kickers because you are gonna have a very tough time in the red zone. Both of these teams. You have very stout run defense when the field gets compressed. Both of these guys, mm-hmm. and uh, I have a very tough time um, divorcing 2020 Baltimore from 2019 Baltimore, but I can do it, and I can tell you without question that they have a wide receiver problem. And without question, that there is a blueprint to limit uh, Lamar Jackson's effectiveness in the passing game against you. And they really only have one guy who's a game breaker in Mark Andrews, and he plays in the slot. And Pittsburgh has guys specifically that can match up well to take him out of the game. And any every team that is effectively game planned around stopping Mark Andrews first uh, has taken the ball effectively out of Lamar Jackson's hands in the passing offense. And you're right, the knee injury likely limited how mu- willing he was to uh, take off running through the first couple of games of the season. Probably true. And is he going to be effective on the ground against this Pittsburgh uh, front seven, which is super aggressive and missing uh, Devin Bush? Absolutely. Yes. He'll gain yards on the ground. 100% agree with that. Um, but I think when the when you get into the red zone, when the going gets tough, um, I think that both defenses match up almost perfectly with what each team wants to do in the red zone. And that, I think, spells problems. You may have some red zone turnovers. You may have more field goals and touchdowns in this one. Um, and Baltimore's defense really shouldn't be slept on. Uh, they are pretty clearly a top two defense by my numbers. Um, what they do from a blitzing standpoint, people, I've heard people make the case like, oh, Ben Roethlisberger, like he knows how to handle the blitz. Like he has, you know, just the right things, blah, 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 blah. Just lets him bounce off him. He has in the past, but his mobility is way down this year. We haven't really seen him tested with the blitz this year. And I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. That again, that's where I'm going to make a case for both the over and Pittsburgh. I think Baltimore might get effed in the B if they blitz too much with this many good receivers on the. Well, they have side. so much depth at cornerback. They, they do, Smith, but if you again, Peters, good, these good guys cornerbacks. Are awesome. But if, if you if you want to go one on one with everybody and bring extra pressure, somebody's going to be open every time, and Ben is fine getting rid of it quick. I think I think you don't. I don't think you want to blitz. I, I honestly, my game plan would probably not to be, not to be blitzing Ben a lot. I think you're going to get screwed on that. And if I if I have to go to the aid of Marquise Brown one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Like Mark <laughs> Andrews is great, but Marquise Brown has more targets, yards, mm. everything. Sure. And granted, he's more. It's a you know he's kind of a home run guy at times. Although I, I don't know how many of those he I think he only has like one touchdown this year. Like Mark Andrews gets the scores, but Marquise Brown between the twenties is something else. Yeah, he's yeah forty two targets through six games. That's more than Andrews, which it probably should be. He's a tight end, bud. You know, like you you should have a wide receiver you want to go to more. Um, I, I like Marquise Brown, but it does drop off after that. Like Boykin, Sneed, especially, and, and then it you know, and then it drops to a rookie running back. And a running back with a wide receiver number, or a quarterback number, honestly, Devin Duvernay, who is he's fun when you do use him in a gadget play here or there, but yeah, it, the de- the depth at receiver is a little questionable. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I like the coaching for the Ravens better. I'm a Harbaugh guy. I like the special teams for the Ravens better. 
just Justin Tucker guy. Oh, um, I think they win. I think Coke. they can win. Um, but I, re- I this really this this is this spells classic black and blue field position field goals to me. I really have a tough time seeing this being a high scoring affair. Huge step up in competition in terms of defense faced for the Steelers. There's a like oh, yeah for sure like 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 an order of magnitude more difficult defense than anyone they've played this year. Yeah, if, if Pittsburgh plays well and wins this game like convincingly, I'm terrified for the rest of the year. Yeah, sure. It's yeah, like, that, oh yeah, shit, were yeah, they playing yeah. down to Tennessee? I, I mean, we talked about that last week a little bit. I don't remember if we said it on the pod or if we were just messaging each other, but it was basically like, yeah, they had never really been tested. They had never really been asked to flex that offense. Um, and, I, you know, they didn't they, – they weren't bad. They, they weren't great in the second half, but, like – you know, what's kind of cool is they have multiples, you know, they have so many different weapons. They don't have to have just one guy, you know, um, multiples and Alex makes me giggle. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, the, you know, that you can match that with your talent at cornerback. If you're the Ravens, which I love, um, Mark Ingram, a little banged up. I uh, don't know how effective he's going to be in this game. Um, and yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah, he, if didn't, you're he Pittsburgh, did not practice today. If you're Pittsburgh, I think, you know, literally you're like, okay, beat us down the sidelines. Do it. You know, we dare you. Um, I bet, I bet and, we'll see oh, one, by the way, one long Hollywood Brown pass. Pe- people have been kind of pointing to the Marshall Yonda loss and the fact that he retired and he's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely true. Guards matter, I guess, somewhat. Um, but I honestly, like Ronnie Staley's play has been down this year. He's been hurt. He's been missing a ton of practice. I think that's a big deal, too. And Hopefully getting a could... bye gets him and Lamar healthier, and we have a really good game. Okay. Okay. I just think that game ends 15 to 12. <laughs> I, I think that I think it's there's not much in between. It's either an ugly game like that or it ends in the 50s. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, at this low total, it is. This isn't going to be a close call. <laughs> it's either 51 or... 40, 31. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay. Well, I played the under either way. I uh, I got oh, a, I kind of a middle. That. Wow. I got a middling number here. Uh, it's at 46 and a half now. I still have value on 46 and a half. Um, I wanted to play it on Sunday, and you were throwing cold water on me, and I blinked, and then still Monday out. morning it was like 47, uh, 7 and a half. I think I got 47 I, and a half. I have, I have no grip on which way totals are going to move right now. So I haven't been. My totals have been bad this year, too, man. I usually have like one good read a week, and then the rest of it's crap. Uh, my sides are doing outperforming my totals substantially yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, like t- Tampa. Tampa was really good. Team totals have worked out well. Team totals, um, yeah, we're nailing those. Um, we haven't found one yet. Chargers, Denver. I'll set this one up. This is a replacement game on the schedule because this is the COVID reorganization. Uh, Chargers head to mile high. As short favorites, uh, they opened this up at two and a half. It's been bet out to three. Um, I think anything inside three, either way, here would have been fine by me. And I have really no interest in betting this game. The total is super low at forty-four and a half. I have very, very. I'm very suspicious that Denver's defense is not as good as their numbers. Uh, there are cracks in that unit for sure, and I can see um, Justin Herbert and company with that diverse set of wide receivers hanging a number on these guys. True or false, this is our team total for the week. 24. Can the Chargers get there? 
Boy, I, this was a game I wanted to skip completely. I, I have so few notes on this. Like, are you excited about that? May, I mean, make the case. Maybe you'll sell me on it. My notes are every week I wonder about Mario Christabel. <laughs> it's like, what, why, why wasn't he this good in college? You had a good program up there. You can, you can recruit kids in that, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, Lindsay's in concussion protocol. I don't think that matters. No. This, is an, this could be an ugly game. Denver's, yeah, Denver's defense is not as good as it's promised. And yeah, there's been some injuries early in the season. They get lean chargers, but I'm, I don't have conviction, a strong conviction to bet that. I'm, I'm fine not laying three on the road with a rookie quarterback against a, a team that can play decent defense. I like the chargers that Denver, in general. The Denver offense is not good. Like The chargers might be able to cover this three with 20 points. Less. So, the Chargers' defense good. has been a little bit overrated, too. They gave up a buttload to Jacksonville. Yeah, Bosa has been dinged up, and he just keeps playing through it. God bless him. But, yeah, I have no interest in this game whatsoever. The The total's right where it's at. Um, what was the opener on this? Uh, Side, excuse me. Two and a half. Got that up to three. Yeah. So, 44, like, like 44, There's people 44 that believe now. that Herbert's good and everything's – and people don't talk about Keenan Allen enough. Like, that's a huge piece to have, I guess. There's so many of these rookie quarterbacks that go to – well, let's say the Jets or, you know, the Bengals. And I guess A.J. Green, you have the, the remnants of A.J. Green. But, like, to have a Keenan Allen, who he's like a top-five guy if he – He's put in the right situation with a good quarterback and maybe a better coach, better play calling system. But like to have a guy like that is that's a big deal and that's helping it. But Herbert's hitting everybody, so I don't know. Okay, I think the Chargers are kind of sneaky good and like yeah, sneaky would, good, but especially through the passing attack. Like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen is a dynamic duo, and they have now a third guy that can get get deep on you too. Um, yeah, and Herbert can sling it. I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, it sucks to lose. That was a big, I think, a big loss in Eckler, and that sucks because he he's essentially another receiver at most times. But they've they've managed, so I'm fine backing him. I'm I'm not excited about it, but that would be if I had to play this. I'm I'm not in any way, shape, or form backing Drew Locke even at home. Okay. All right, let's skip it then. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't really have any other takes. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the Saints at the Bears? Yeah, I mean, are we are we both at the same point where this defense just isn't good in New Orleans? Like, it's just it's not going to turn this corner and turn it on. Like, we we do have the narrative, and it's I don't know, man. It is. It has a little signal. New Orleans does get better as the season goes on. It takes them a bit to get warmed up, but sometimes I feel like it's mostly the offense. I'm not sure this defense just turns it on anymore. Um, we'll find out, and maybe they still this will have be talent. a good. This they do have talent, but maybe this will be a good way to bet against New Orleans next week. Uh, I don't know. They play, they're probably Ooh, we might be split on check. that one. No, they play the Bucks, man. Well, we'll see. We'll see where that number goes, I guess. But if, if no, New that's going to be a, that's going to be a fucking awesome game. Yeah. Saints Bucks Part Two. If New Orleans. If the defense looks really good because the Bears do what they did again, look ahead at is, home. Look ahead is Tampa Bay minus four and a half. Sorry, go ahead. 
Okay. No, that, that, that that's a fair number. But yeah, if the New Orleans defense looks good, mostly based on the Bears being led by Nick Foles and looking like they did at times against the Rams, then maybe it's it would be a good way to uh, bet against New Orleans next week. Um, I'm not excited to lay points with this team on the road because they have been a little slow to get going. Uh, the Bears, like I just said earlier when we did the Rams breakdown, probably deserve to score a few more points. Play calling, ugly, real ugly. I'm not sure what they're trying to do up there. Uh, st- stop making these jet sweeps a thing. First off, you're not like a speed finesse team. Uh, some some of the play calls just for Chicago were just so, so, so bad. And I'm, I'm kind of off them. But th- this is another one where I, I don't have a strong conviction. Uh, th- it's a good defense. Like th- This is probably an under look for me. Hmm. And that sucks. Yeah, you should have listened been, to me when I was of... making that case on the Monday Night Pod. You could have gotten the opener and be laughing I, I, and, and laughing all the way to CLV Bank. I've been on both sides of this total. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a strong conviction on that. Yeah, it, it did. It did move down. There's a couple of these that moved down. I'm almost ready to go back on. Like I said with the Buffalo New England, but this one, yeah, missed missed the total. It got bet down. Chicago's offense just. It's not going to get it done with this sort of play calling with that roster they have. Robinson's in concussion protocol. And at this point, if you think these receivers are coming back for New Orleans, I'd bet it now. Because if they announce Thomas, and neither of them, I don't think any of the New Orleans receivers practiced today between Thomas, um, COVID, Manny, and who's our That's okay. Guy. But yeah, they, they can still get it done. But it is a tough defense. This is not. You don't want to go up to Chicago, play that defense with like your three best receivers not there. Like, I, I would. I wouldn't be interested in laying points if they're if they're all out again. Yeah. And okay. We we've seen them look okay, but the, the Bears' defense is legit. They have guys that flash out every week, and yeah, you, you know the 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 Rams. The Rams were able to make them look bad at times, but the Rams have some nice weapons, and they they I mean, they're doing. They just the always had that... the ball. I know the way that they did it, though the way that the Rams did it is exactly what New Orleans wants to do. Yeah, this is this is going to be deja no, vu all thing. over again. That, and that's where I'm, I, it, I think the Bears likely score more, it, but it's the same game, but it ends up like twenty-one, you know, twenty-one eighteen, and the the the, the last Bears touchdown doesn't mean shit. The Bears' O line is not great. Foles got sacked a few times. I don't know if we're, if we're not going to see the same kind of pass rush out of New Orleans. Davenport's coming on. Yeah, he made the, he made the game stopping the game winning play, amazingly against Carolina. Did you see that? You know what? You know what the Bears? Uh, you know what the Bears second half drives were last week? They had six. It was punt, <laughs> pick, downs, down, pick, downs. That's such a weird. Wow. That's such a weird sequence of of finishes for those drives. So Eddie Jackson scored. As, Eddie Jackson scored. Yeah, Jackson, Roquan, Mac. They have flashes of good defense from individual players, but they got bullied as a unit at certain points by Jared Goff. So, um, yeah, if if the Saints are trending towards getting these receivers back, it's such a look. To, look at this. This might be ours. Do you want to play a team total against a great defense? No. 22, it'd be like 24 points for New Orleans. That might I think be, they get it. Be, they probably get it, but it, it's sketchy because you do you do get good play from some good players in the Chicago defense at home, letting the grass grow. Kamara's tripping over the turf. Yeah, but I guess I should have listened. I'm going to listen to you better on Sunday. 
Yeah, I still, I personally, I still think this is buy low for the Saints. Don't, I've never been a Saints guy. You were, you bet the Saints preseason, amazingly, and yet here you are, cool on that. I thought this defense would play good. This defense is not playing good. This is going to be the make Nick Foles look good game, and I'm going to be puke. So here's the thing. I thought when, before the season started, I thought their schedule was a disaster in the middle. But my now my current perception of some of these teams have changed a lot. Okay. And these next three weeks, if they win these games, bang, 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 this is your one seed in the NFC. I'm telling you. They are gonna smoke down the stretch here. The only true test they have left on their schedule after these next three weeks is Kansas City Chiefs. Case Hill. <laughs> the and honestly, so their number, in my opinion, their number is going to tick up when they beat the Bears. It'll tick up when they beat the Bucks a second time. It'll tick up final time when they beat the Niners. And then it is smooth sailing to 14-2. and two, Or maybe 13-3. and three, Depending on where they can beat the Chiefs. Later. You're right. So, we're clipping this. Do you, are you looking at their schedule? No. It, yeah, they can get this done. But this defense is a liability right now. And if these receivers continue to miss time... It's it's not a great team. It's just a good the only team. team. The only dynamic passing attack. They have two good passing attacks left on their schedule. I'm throwing the Falcons out. They have. That's fair. Although have the, this, the that's such a Falcons thing. And the that's Chiefs such left. A Falcons thing to bully this defense with their receivers. And Who even knows almost, if Matt Ryan's getting starting at that point? Who's the backup there? That's a good question. Is it is it still Matt uh, Schaub? There's no. no chance it's Matt Schaub anymore. That's so that's like five. If it is, I'm gonna be mad because, oh my god, it is Matt Schaub. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like I might be looking at a depth chart from 2016. <laughs> he still has a job in the NFL. How about that? Can you freaking believe it? Can you believe it? Um, you know, you know who he was drafted by, like. Oh, Houston. No, no, he was drafted by Atlanta. Oh, really? Matt Schaub was, yeah, huh? Coming, oh. I'm coming home. <laughs> okay, well, I like, I like the point. I, I laid the points with New Orleans. Uh, that might on be the it. Maybe, maybe you should tweet about that a little. Look into uh, maybe do a little breakdown on the on the state of the New Orleans future bets right now. You know what's interesting? What we can get in the futures market. I will be uncovering the spread tomorrow. I'll be on the covering the spread tomorrow with Dr. Ed and our buddy Jim Sonis. And that was one of the topics that they specifically brought up. And so I've been doing homework on that all all day long. So I will be making the case for why New Orleans Saints at 7-1 to or better is a value in the NFC. I swear that wasn't wasn't like a setup to promote. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, that was that was funny that that came up. But yeah, that, yeah. that's uh <clears throat> Anyway, I laid the points with New Orleans. I would still lay it at four, and I think they win convincingly. I think this is uh, Saints. Saints start to rise here. Um, Chicago defense is a good get right spot for this. I mean, Chicago offense is a good get right spot for the Saints defense here, and I'm not worried about Drew Brees outdoors and wind because he's not running an offense that relies on the deep pass his, any, his anyway. His depth of target doesn't get affected by wind. Quite short. Um, let's talk about San Francisco-Seattle. I will tee off the discussion here. Disappointing loss by the Seattle Seahawks in what could only be def- defined as fluky, I think. 
that they didn't win and cover that game. Uh, a couple of penalties went against them in high leverage moments. And the next thing you know, they lose in overtime. Um, I still think Seattle is a, the real deal. They're passing offense, especially this is like, a this is a real deal. Regular season. We will win and we will kick ass team. And they're going up against the San Francisco team that I do not know how they possibly can go score for score with them. Uh, it is, a, it is sad that San Francisco has been saddled with, wave after wave of impactful injury. I've lost track of how many positions they now have had cluster injuries. 22. <laughs> 22 positions, all 22? Okay. Um, but yeah, no Debo, no Debo Samuel on this one. Good luck. You know, no Debo Samuel, no Jeff Wilson Jr. now. He was he looked he looked lively. He's gone. Um, <laughs> he's like Terrell Burgess, like I'm falling in crazy. love with this kid. Like, oh, I like this guy. He is, he's like, got he's fresh, hurt man. bad. Yeah. yeah oh my he's god, hurt. he's hurt oh, really he's bad. Yeah, right. No, it's it's crazy. Writhing in pain. Crazy. And meanwhile, Seattle's three-headed monster of passing attack and weapons and with Russell Wilson is so, so good right now. San Francisco is very vulnerable in the pass defense. Seattle is going to hang a big, fat number on this team. And San Francisco is going to have to hang on for dear life. San Francisco back-to-back road spot after traveling to New England and playing one of their best games of the season last week. They now have to go back up to the Pacific Northwest and play Seattle. Not a good position to be in to be backing San Francisco in this one just not enough impactful plays and players to level the gap between the Niners and the Seahawks I laid the Seahawks I cannot freaking believe that there is a two and a half on the board right now uh, I took a I took a plus money minus three for Seattle today and I feel like I got a gift we both independently did that <laughs> well, I just I, I I had some time this afternoon when my kid finally fell asleep. Cool, because dad school is harder than real school. That's oh, everyone says that. Yeah, I've oh, I'm I'm a pretty hard teacher, so I did. I just this doesn't. I like the Niners, but like the last couple of games have been just completely on the back of putting together the perfect game plan against a team. You know, a couple teams where you, you could do that. Just with uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry all respect to Bill Belichick, but like the the way that roster's sitting right now and the way Cam played, like San Francisco probably should have won by more. I bet him second half. <laughs> That's we all did. It was like this isn't going the other way. This is silly. This is not this is one way traffic. This game has gotten out of hand and yeah. That sucked uh, with Jeff Wilson because Jeff Wilson getting hurt, he's he's I mean he's Moster's backup. So you're down several running backs. You're down everything. Like Drew said, I'm not even gonna Start listing. It'd be easier to list the guys who were were on the opening day roster that are still playing, and yeah, Lockett. You wanna you wanna take away other pieces? Lockett's gonna have a day. Lockett had a hell of a day. Lockett probably had the best day a receiver had all year, and you know Seattle secondary really has some issues, and they can use Adams. There's rumors he may practice Thursday, which oh my god, I'm yeah, not because he's such a like getting that piece back makes them very much a you know of not to say they aren't a contender right now but they have some glaring flaws that makes me worry about them in the playoffs so getting some pieces into the secondary back healthy huge would be huge because that is their biggest problem right now i don't think we see as much as i like for and some other pieces in san francisco i don't think we see like a three pick game again that was wild like Russell Wilson isn't gonna have games like that all that often. Mister Unlimited will get his shit right. Uh, Shaquille Griffin in concussion protocol. 
it would be really helpful if him and Adams were healthy. But even without that, it, I my numbers don't make this three. Like, I, I don't understand this. Second, yeah, another roadie. Seattle at home. I, yeah, I laid a cheap three, too. This is this is wrong. It should be four, four and a half. Uh, maybe maybe I'm undervaluing San Francisco. And it's a team I've said some nice things about, but it, this is not the matchup to be backing San Francisco. Yeah, it's not. And yet the market could not fall more in love with these guys, which is so funny because two weeks ago on this pod, was it two weeks? Was it just two weeks ago where they were toxic waste in the market and they flipped from minus three people, to people plus three? People were excited about the Rams. Yeah, I, that's... I, 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 I mean, we're very it's excited crazy. about the Rams. It's crazy how this is. This one team is, is these wild overreactions either way. Like I got news. These guys are they're right in the middle. They're not as bad as people thought they were then. They're not as good as people think they are now. Consensus lock Seattle. of the century of the week. Seattle ministry. I like it. Put, All put right. it on the card. Put it on the card. Um, I had nothing for prime time. Ooh, I wish they had flexed this sucker. They're Dallas not signing a quarterback in Dallas. I this can't believe be, it. We're gonna that watch a prime gonna, time. That means it's gonna be. Uh, that means which, it's gonna be the shitty guy. Let's and let, let's take take yourself out of the situation where you're a handicapper, you're a fan, you're a guy living in California watching football. Put yourself in this guy's position, who a seventh round pick out of an FB, a good, a great, an electric FBS school. But imagine telling him, like, later this year you're going to start a game in primetime. Because it, it might be Danucci here. I don't think they're going to Gilbert. I, I'm not 100%. I don't think it matters particularly. This defense appears to have quit. They're releasing players when they're not able to trade them. McCarthy got the poison kiss from the younger Jones when he said, yeah, we have full faith in this guy. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, I'm not I'm not psyched about laying this many points with the Philadelphia team. They do Philly gets extra rest. Uh, Deshaun comes back. Deshaun goes back out. He's hurt. He's out for a while. Uh, Rieger's catching balls. He has his thumb cast off. That could be something. I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of the guy. It'd be really funny if he was the only piece in this rookie class that didn't turn out decent. It'd be really funny to everyone outside of Philly fans because that's how this works out. But. Uh, uh, another late comeback for them. I'm not sure for where the offense was early on against a bad team, but extra rest, playing a really, really, really horrid team. I don't see how you can take these points with Dallas, but I have no, I have no interest in backing Philly. Peters is trending towards coming back. Like they're finally getting healthy. Uh, if you're taking Philly, maybe more Philly to win the division, uh, along with maybe a sprinkle on Washington, but. Boy, was that a nice! I'm, I'm, that was the only that was the only good thing that happened on Thursday night last week was Philadelphia coming away with that win and that division price being valuable. <laughs> Still, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not laying points on a Sunday night with this team, even against a horrid no. Dallas team. Team but, total uh, over twenty five. Any interest to you with all these healthy pieces coming back for Philly? A lot of guys going to be available. Oh God. 25 that's points? Prob- that's probably a better better look than backing Philly. It's just uh, a team scoring on Dallas. Yeah, sure. Give it to me. How many defensive touchdowns do we need to get 25 points out of Philly? I'd say <laughs> over – if you get one, this is a, a lock. But if, if you even if you don't get one, I think we're coming through. This offense can look good. And, boy, this is a get-right game for everybody. Like playing Dallas, you want your offense to get clicking – 
Just go play Dallas. How frustrated are we going to be in the red zone whenever Philly's in the red zone, though? Very frustrated. The, the they can just run, Doug, though. They can just Doug, run it. They can Doug, just yeah, run. And, and it, might, it might finally not matter that Doug's play calling is absolutely suck donkey balls in the red zone. It's like, oh, they called it just a ridiculous triple, a triple, you know, reverse at the five. Oh, it still works because it's Dallas, even after they fumbled it. Like, it, it I forgot matter. Dallas traded Everson Griffin this week, too. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they, they traded Griffin and released two other players. Like they're Don Terry Poe is gone. Yeah, holy Poe, shit. And man, and Don Terry Poe isn't what he once was, but man, he was he was a very big good body at one point. Yeah, and yeah, big body. body. He's still a big dude. Secret so, yeah, uh, this, secret but, uh, secret pod secret. team total over Philly. Yeah. All right, let's do I'm, it. I'm digging it. I let's think we it. can find a good number on that. Miles Sanders, get back in there, buddy. Boston. I don't Scott, have an update on him. Do something good. Uh, we're not going to see. Uh, we're not going to see Deshaun Jackson. He's probably done. No, Dallas no, Goddard. No, Dallas Goddard might take. Dallas the field. Goddard is practicing this week. Yeah, he yes. he practiced. He practiced this week, but yeah, Deshaun is multiple weeks. He got hurt pretty bad. High yeah. ankle, okay. I think. So okay. All right, let's close it out. Uh, this game With is another completely, kind of shitty completely game. Completely off my radar. Completely off my radar. Um, at eleven points, it seems like too much. For Tampa Bay to be laying on the road with the New York Giants, but I hate the Giants as much as I hate any other team in the NFL, not named the Jets. Uh, so I can't get in bed with that team. This is a good spot for them, though. Giants, extra rest. Tampa Bay coming back from the desert, okay. going up to New York. Actually, is this Tampa Bay's third road game in a row? Might be. Oh, no, they were home for Green Bay. Yeah. This is uh, um, second, second roadie in a row. Uh-huh. It, and it does suck. Like, Godwin got back. He was looking good, and then he broke his finger. Had surgery. He's out for at least a week, probably two. Um, Brady Brady with no pressure on him is damn near perfect. Like, yeah. he is he's awful when he starts getting pressure, and this just ain't the team to do it. So no. He's probably gonna, he's probably going to look just fine. New York getting extra rest is nice and all. They were using it to go clubbing, which is never good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we'll see how that turns out with, you know, it's not like it matters for Saquon, but, or it might just be fines for the team. Who knows what the protocol is? I don't think there's any plans for this. Uh, Evan Ingram, I, I, I want to say nice things about him because he's a good player. Like, don't Plays judge hard. A guy by, yeah, don't judge a guy by one play. Like, that, that should have won him the game. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Thomas. I talked to Dr. Eric, who's DMing us right now, about a different game. About this, um, he might be the worst of this. Of the four, yeah. Of the four. I Honestly, I think he for sure is. I Worf's, think he, yeah. Worf's and, Wills, Worf's and Wills are interchangeable right now for me, and Thomas Becton's is good. at the bottom. Becton's and, good. And Becton, Becton has been in a bad situation. It's hard to grade a guy when you go to the Jets. And he's also had an injury. So Andrew Thomas, he's not grading out well. He no. gave up two sacks versus Philly. He's given up six to, on the season. And, yeah, the, the Giants, even though they probably should have won this game. You know what should have been the sign that Andrew Thomas wasn't good? Is that Gettleman drafted him. Yeah, that's a that's a like I said after that, didn't I? But yeah, ugly game, 16 penalties, four turnovers, and a quarterback falling on his face. Like, it wasn't a good game. It was a yeah. terrible game. Yeah. And this is not a good team. That said, do you really feel like laying double digits? This is our teaser spot. This is secondary teaser Wong zone. This mm. is a 2020 Wong zone. 
where oh, we get across, that's we get the across way to play the this. ten and the seven. Nah, I was waiting to throw this in at the end. That's the but way you play is, this. This is something we brought up on a previous podcast where yep. the Wong teasers were always teasing through seven and three. You had to get those numbers to get it, but there is starting to be a little bit of a trend where getting getting off a ten and a half, an eleven, or an eleven and a half as a favorite, even on the road, I don't care. Like this is yeah. I'm, I'm spoiler alert. I'm teasing the Tampa Bay Bucks. I like that. I'm getting um, through seven. I'm getting through ten, ten, and seven here. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, the one other reason that I wouldn't ever lay the eleven with the Bucks, even though I hate the Giants, um, Saints on deck is a real deal. Uh, you got a short week and you're playing the Saints, <laughs> and I know it's stupid to speculate about motivation of NFL players, but uh, I can't I can't imagine that that won't creep into their heads if they're comfortably ahead in this one. Um, Some of that, that comes that down might, to coaching. Might be coaching a, might be a, planning, yeah. too. And know. dumpster dimes is always the oh, – yeah, dumpster time dimes. Dumpster dimes is, is – Oh, is, I like is, that. He's, star- he's staring at that back door. Dumpster so dimes. There's just, a toxic Avengers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dumpster <laughs> dimes is – he's locked in on that back door. He's going to get it, man. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap this up. Great podcast. And uh, thanks for listening to this point. We appreciate you. Um, rate, subscribe, review. All those things are helpful. We appreciate it. Um, Andy, have a great weekend. Have a great Halloween. Yeah, good, good luck to everyone. Great holiday weekend. If you're trick-or-treating, I don't know. Stay safe. Don't get the Rona. Yeah. Great point. Great point. All right. Take care, everybody.